0: Thanks for listening to this week's Hope at Crossroads. We are glad you're taking the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864-288-1626. Or you can connect with us through our website, hopeatcrossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends and let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And now, here's this week's message.
1: Amen. Good morning. It's good to see you today. If you're visiting with us, we are really, really glad that you're here. And uh, I am ready and raring to go because I'm still on Malawi time. So let's go eat lunch. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, We're going to have a great day today. It is our Mission Sunday. And uh, one of the things that I love about our church is... uh, Couple things actually, well, there's a lot, but two this morning. Uh, The first one is uh, we have a great group of givers. And, uh, you know, one thing I think that is important uh, when we give is to hear what happens with our money. And that's what a portion of this Sunday is about to hear what's happened as a result of a lot of trips and a lot of missions impact that's been going on. So I'm going to ask our Dominican team to come on up here and uh, let them stand so you can see them, those that joined us in the Dominican. And a few of them are going to share this morning. Uh, We had a couple of folks uh, that are here with us this morning. Uh, My friend Robin and her husband are joining us. And her daughter Lauren and her husband are with us this morning. They joined us along with about 23 folks from Irmo, South Carolina. So we had quite a crew uh, in the Dominican Republic. And a few of them are going to share this morning about uh, how God spoke to them and what he did in our time together over there. All right, so who's going to be first? Don't lollygag. All right.
2: Uh, hold on one second. Uh, what I'm going to share with you today is very personal. And uh, it's very personal to me and I'm just going to tell you about it. Uh, before we went to the Dominican, we had like a month of very, very busy schedule. I was out of town twice working. Uh, we went on vacation and we had something else we had to do and I was just exhausted. I was tired. I wanted to stay home and I really didn't want to go and uh I was struggling with it but I tried to put on a good face towards my wife but uh I'm sitting at home one night and I got this text supposed to be from a very very close friend of mine and I'll read it to you because I had told him that I was leaving to go to the Dominican he didn't know and uh he wanted me to come pick something up at his house that his brother left for me. He sent me his text out of the blue. It kind of blew me away. It says, uh, what's the cost to fly all y'all and provide what you'll need to stay there? Uh, that could have helped a lot of people in America, people that are in need, just as bad or worse. There are people living under tarts and pallets right behind the advanced and Ingalls. What about them? And I responded to him nicely. And he texts back. He said, I guess they need the help more than people struggling and starving here at home. And their souls to be saved here. And I told him Jack has five missionaries there. And he sends them out. And he supports them along with Mike. And a little bit about the ministry. And when I got that text, it was just like the devil just stabbing. And you know... I thought, I was thinking he was going to have an opposite effect of uh, discouraging me for going. But all of a sudden, it woken something inside me that says, you know what? This is the world's opinion of what we do sometimes when we go out on missions trips and help the community outside of America. And uh, the Bible says, uh, go ye unto all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And when I was driving to church today i was thinking about the body of christ and how we're so knit together and everybody has different gifts and not everybody can go to this trip some people have health issues uh some people have financial issues but some people can go and we went because uh the lord provided for us this year for my family to go through financial reasons and we went and uh It's just amazing how God knits the body together. Some people can do some things, some people can't. It's just like a family. I was thinking on the way here, it's just like a family. You have a husband and a wife. Uh, You have a husband who is maybe handy around the house. And you have a wife that maybe not so handy. Maybe it's the opposite. The wife is handy, the husband is not handy. It's just like the church. We all have a gift. We all have different spiritual gifts, and God uses that to mess the church together together and just create a body that honor, glorifies him. But, uh, I know I'm rambling on, but when I got there, what touches me the most is the kids, uh, just seeing the kids. I was able to give my testimony, uh, at Daniel's church to over 250 kids. And you got kids sitting on the floor. You got kids sharing, sharing two kids, sharing a chair together, just packed in, uh, just having a blast and, uh, and then the older people, the older people in Dominican, touch me too. And uh, every, the, I've been twice. And when we go, uh, we take a trip up to the mountain where Jose's Luis Church is. And uh, I've always had a special place in my heart for Jose Luis. And uh, we got up there, and we got to build some shelves in the new community center. The new community center is where the church meets. Uh, where they have a a new bathroom new kitchen and uh, stuff like that and uh, got to sweat a little bit work a little bit when I was coming down the mountain walking Jose Luis is coming back with the truck he said uh, stop and talk to me for a minute he said uh, when I seen you walking with that stick it kind of reminded me of the Apostle Paul in the Bible walking on his missionary journey and uh, I was like wow but uh, it's, it's a blessing and an honor to be able to go and to be able to serve the people of Dominican. And uh, Alicia and I just have a special place in our hearts for the missionaries there, five missionaries that give up their life. Well, you could say give up their life, but they're not giving up their life. They're serving the Lord, and they're doing what uh, God's will for them to do in their life is. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, the devil sometimes tries to defeat you and distract you, and uh, put things in front of you, but we had a great week, we got to get really close to these people, which was fun, and we laughed, and we cackled, and we had such a great time, and we got to serve the Lord and get to minister, thank you.
3: Good morning, y'all. So I'm going to be very open with what I'm going to talk about, and I also wrote it all down because my anxiety will cause me to forget everything that I want to say. So the trip to the Dominican was a time of growth for myself that I did not realize that I needed. Um, as the trip approached, I began to lack confidence in myself and my abilities, and I didn't feel that I would be of much use because I and I didn't feel that I would be of much use, and I was angry with myself for feeling this way. Overall, I am a quiet person and choose to sit back and watch what is going on around me. I struggle to put myself out there, and, the people, and people around me might think that talking to strangers or playing games with kids is easy for me, but I can tell you that it's not, especially in a different country. <laughs> it's terrifying. During this trip, I began to wonder why in the world I was there. For some reason this year, I felt that I wasn't good enough. That was just me letting the devil win. One night on the trip, I was talking to my boyfriend about how I was upset that God didn't speak to me in ways that he spoke to other people. And I felt that that was the main reason that I was not good enough. I'm shaking. I'm sorry. (laughs) You could say that I was a bit jealous that other people received visions or things like that. The night after that, I was talking to Miss Robin, and she told me a story, but I'm not going to go into detail about that because it was a really long one. (laughs) But it was a good story, and it answered a lot of questions and things that I had been struggling with. I realize that God speaks to everyone in different ways. This is something I should have realized before, but, you know. But, and he also uses us in different ways. I realize that I may feel like I am no use, but really I am helpful in many ways. And if I hadn't gone on this trip, I wouldn't have gotten to see lives change and the work that God did. I especially wouldn't have seen God do a work in Michael and have him fired up for missions. So what I'm trying to say is that despite the lack of confidence that we may have in ourselves, God still using us, uses us. We may not do the same things as the people around us, but God has a plan, and we are needed to fulfill it. Just because I am not like someone else does not mean that I am not good enough. I am more than enough, and God dies. Come on.
4: wanting to go after Alicia because I figured that'd take up most of the time, but (laughs) my plan didn't work. So here I am. Um, I will just start. I had two big takeaways, um, from the Dominican this year. So this was my first ever mission trip domestically, um, or internationally first time I'd ever been out of the country. So I had a lot of worries about how I would be received or we would be received as a group by the people in the Dominican. Um, And it did not take me long to find out that despite our differences, despite living in a different culture, despite speaking a different language, um, that we had one common goal and and one thing in common, um, despite our different lifestyles. I mean, we saw some of the poorest conditions that I've ever seen um, and despite all that, we, my takeaway was we were equally rich in the biggest thing that we could have. And, and that was, you know, the blood of Jesus, right. And, and that salvation. So that was to me profound. And again, despite everything being different, um, that we were able to have the, the best thing that we could have in the world. And then the other takeaway was going to the Dominican. I completely expected to go and serve, do whatever God was calling me to do, talking to me to do. Um, and almost right away, and then especially by the end of the week, it was incredible and it had hit me how much I was the one being served. Um, not only by the people there, but by the people behind me the other people that were on the trip, um, getting to know people that I thought I know that I've gone to church with, you know, every Sunday and, and things for years, um, getting to know new friends, and uh, just seeing their, their faith. Yes, I am welcome. Right. Yes, very blessed. So, um, But I say all that to say it was just incredible to be with a group of people all day for a week, um, all with the same goal And in plan in mind, and that was to serve Jesus and to not have the distractions of of everyday life, um, of work and and everything else. Um, But to be able to have that kind of focus and drive into that was was absolutely incredible. So um, for the first trip ever, I couldn't have asked for more Um, and look forward to coming back and and uh, hopefully y'all can join us and it will just. I'll tell you all who, who you want to go with and who you don't from back here. But just come see me afterwards. All
1: right.
5: All right, I, know. I was wanting to be last so I could take these two down, I mean, but no. Um, Honestly, it was an awesome experience. I still didn't make it up the hill, so that means that I've got to go another time so I can try again to make it up the hill. But um, it was was awesome. And um, each time I think that you go, I I thought, okay, well, maybe maybe it won't be so wow, you know, the second time around. And um, I was wrong. It was wow. And I I started to think, what is the difference when, because I've done some missions in the United States, what's the difference in the United States and, you know, overseas? There's a lot, um, but I think it's harder sometimes because me, myself, I have a facade. And, um, you know, we were talking about this in Sunday school, if someone comes to my house, oh my gosh, you better tell me because my house is cray cray, it's dirty. You know, I gotta clean it up before you come and visit. And in the DR, they're just so welcoming. It doesn't matter if they've got dirt floors. It doesn't matter what you look like, sweaty, dirty. Um, and I started thinking about myself, and sometimes th- that's, that's what I see, that's the difference. We don't always let our hair down, and, um, and we need to. And when you even go in different states, you know, they do different things. But when you're real... It, it makes a difference. When they're real, it makes a difference. And relationships and getting to know a person and just stop and talking for just a, a few moments can can make a world of difference. So that's what I learned on this trip. We grew. Um, I will go ahead and tell you, I, I'm claiming in Jesus' name that I will go back with these guys. Um, they were wonderful to serve with. Um, Not only did I think that they were going on a mission trip, I believe that they came for me and my family and my daughter. And not only were they on a mission trip, man, they lived in South Carolina. I mean, you know, we can have a relationship even greater now. So um, even within our team, there was bonds that I really believe and claim that, um, oh, I've got a box up here. I told him I wasn't going to cry, too. (laughs) Yeah, and you drink after one another, too. I mean, you know, but um, there was bonds that are always being made, but I really believe that this was a special bond, and I am claiming that I do get to serve with these people, whether it be in the United States or overseas, again. And um, I don't know if you know the story, but... um, You can tell we really laughed a lot. And guess who got picked on? It was me, guys. Um, Really? (laughs) Really? It wasn't. It it was Brent, really. But um, we'll tell you that later. (laughs) But the story was, as someone gave to us, and I don't know who you are, and I'm still trying to find out who you are, Um, but we received a note. And I flat out said, it would just have to be the Lord before I'd ever go. We don't have the money. And um, last year, someone gave for my whole entire family to go. And so once we came back, we started praying because I really wanted to go again. I wanted to see the people. And God opened up another door. And so we stepped out. So whoever you are, I will find out one day. God's going to reveal that to me. And um, you don't know what the impact you will. It may be in heaven. But you made an impact on three people. (laughs) Who's lives will never be the same again and i just appreciate everybody's love and if you ever have a chance whether it be across your yard across your yard to your neighbor that's the mission field so um if you ever get the chance and the holy spirit speaks to you step out let your facade down let your hair down and just be real and so i just wanted to let you guys know um, thank you thank you for your prayers we needed them um, and thank you for just participating in missions whether it's in the United States or outside just thank you for giving to West Virginia to um, you know burns burns burnsville I mean all this stuff that you guys are doing it's making an impact so I appreciate that
6: thank you.
7: Okay, so just like last year, I didn't want to go to this trip again. So I was like, okay, I know all the people that are going, all, like, the the interns, and I know what's going to happen. Boring, right. Well, we, um, we went on the plane. We were leaving Miami, going to Porta Plata. And this huge group of, like, teenagers, young adults are just there. And I'm like, hmm. Kind of weird that people my age are going to Plata Plata. <laughs> and then i sat diagonal from um one of the people on our team and they're like oh yeah we do crossover cups we're going to serve in the dominican i was like oh okay and then i was like oh i hope i room with good people and i roomed with these three wonderful ladies <laughs> We laughed so much, and they (laughs) showed me long stories (laughs) about anything, and it really just showed me that like I can do things like this, and other people can too. I don't have to be the only 15-year-old. I don't have to be the only youngest one there. So it really opened my eyes to that.
1: Amen. Thank you, guys. I'll ask you, if you would, to return to your seat. I know we've got some other teams that are going to share. Uh, And we'll continue to share over the weeks and weeks to come. And as the Bennettsville team, you guys come on up. If you were uh, part of our Bennettsville trip, come on up. Take your time. Hurry up. Uh, You'll be hearing, hopefully, over the next few weeks and months, not only vocally from all these teams you're going to hear from today, uh, but hopefully uh, in our lives you'll see what God's done
8: and will continue to do. We went to, uh, when I decided to go to Bennettsville, I have been on international missions before, and uh, there's nothing like it. And I believe that the Lord said when he left this world, he said, "'Go ye therefore unto all nations.'" Um, and the one thing that you will realize if when you go outside of the United States, you realize how people really live, and um, and that's um, uh, I, I agree uh, somewhat. Um, in Jeff's friend, that um, he when he told me what his friend said, it kind of gave me, it riled me up. I don't get mad very often, but it just like lit my fire because that just made me so mad. Because people in the United States, I'm not being political, so many choose to live that way. Mm. Not that, and and there's a lot that can't, but in other countries, they don't choose to live that way. The children don't choose it. And so that's the difference. But the Lord said to be a missionary here as well. And so um, I haven't been able to go back out of state, uh, but I was um, blessed to go. in state, and uh, I'm from Tennessee, so I thought I lived in the South. But I lived in Hollers. I didn't have. But when you go down deep South, uh, it's like children of the corn. Wherever I went, there was cornfields, and I and I thought I'll never. If they put me out of the car, I'd never get my way back. Because uh, so um, I had a vision of what Bennetville was going to be in the pasture because. As I was growing up, you know, the little country churches were, um, you know, the <clears throat> Bible-spitting pastor, you know, with the, uh, the Bible in one hand and hell in the other kind of thing. And that's what I vision um, at Bennettsville. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. But that's what my vision was. And so when we finally got there out of the cornfields, and that's where it was in cornfield. It was a beautiful church, a little church. And it reminded me of the church that when I I started the church when I was 13. And it reminded me of that church. And the pastor and his wife were so accommodating. And um, my heart went out to them because they are very educated people. Uh, She teaches, uh, Meredith teaches uh, at at college. She has her doctorate uh, in a college in North Carolina. And he was a, um, a, a a science teacher, and he was a principal at one time. And when the Lord called him to pastor, he he stopped all that, and he is pastoring. And when we got there on Sunday, uh, you know, we had service Sunday night, and there was about maybe twenty, about twenty twenty five, and there were seven of us. So um, my heart went out to him because. He was prepared. He had a wonderful sermon. And it takes a long time to prepare a sermon and and, to what, and and listen to the Lord and what the Lord wants. And so I looked at him and I thought, he's done this knowing that there might be 10 people there. Mm-hmm. But he had a heart of, of love for those people. And they were wonderful people. They were um, just uh, just kind-hearted um, but they were having Bible school Monday and Tuesday, and the Bible school he, they just went out for two days. They went all out. I mean, they had it decorated, they had a theme. And the past, Pastor Billy um, he had this uh, <clears throat> the first night, the Bible school, there was more adults than there were children. And they loved it. And it reminded me, when I went to Bible school, the, the, the adults were, were involved, just like the, the children. And he was talking about the light. And, and with the message, he had a demonstration. And we all had little bracelets, neon bracelets, that didn't light up until you went to the dark. And so we had to go in the dark And now, us mature people don't like the dark that much when you can't see because you'll fall and you might break a hip. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, we went in, and I had the most fantastic time. The adults were worse than the children, about, and we would go in the dark, and all the balls and everything was lit up. And his theme was, we are all in darkness, but Jesus is the light. And in all of his lessons, he... He uh, backed his lessons up with um, to show people as well as tell them, and it, it was just uh, it was spot on. And uh, there was a lot of uh, first time Christians. I mean, first time uh, new Christians. Uh, the adults, uh, many of them were new Christians, and I um, that was uh, one of my favorite times. And we also went to the community kitchen. And uh, <clears throat> that kitchen is sponsored, the ones that uh, got it going, they do not uh, solicit any funds. People just give, and it's top notch. And um, we got to go and uh, mingle with, with the people that were, were starting to line up. And uh, I noticed the ones that we talked to, um, the uh, they downtrodden, I guess, that's how I saw it in their eyes, downtrodden, um, no hope. Uh, the areas really um, kind of don't have any uh, industry or anything, so um, there's no hope. The kids couldn't come to Bible school because if you don't have a car, you can't go. Um, come out of the cornfield, go to church, you know. Um, so it was, it was, it was sad to me. But um, I will have to say, Claire is the one that surprised me most. Now, I've seen Claire around, and I've seen her here and there. But i tell you what, she's got spunk. And she just, do- she just dove in there she, like she knew what she was doing. And the, the, pe- the kids embraced her, and she just went right on with the kids. But when we went down to the community, community kitchen, you know, they were street people. Well, here she goes across the street to the street people. And I thought, well, you know, like mama, I'm the mama. Where is she? You know, who's she talking to? Don't he see this, (laughs) but you know, she was just, I just amazed. She just thrilled my soul that yes, she, she's got it. She's got it. That she was bold in her faith and she wanted to see what they were doing and why they were there. And, um, uh, it was just um, it, it was just a great great trip, and if you ever get a chance, I, I hope this year that we'll have more um, um, you know uh, trips like that. Even if it's three days, I encourage you to do it, and you will not be sorry. That the love of the Lord, you know, it's if if people can't see the Lord in us, who they're going to see? And somebody told me, a wise person told me one time. And I've always lived by this: people, uh, when um, people will show you, when people show you who they are, believe it the first time. So, as Christians, we are to represent Jesus Christ in everything we do. You, You know, it's not what I want to say; it's what God wants to say through me. And so, if we we would have that vision of Christ every day to go next door to our neighbor. Most of us don't even know our neighbors. I don't. I don't know my neighbor. And just share the love of Jesus. We don't even have to share the gospel. Just the love of Jesus, and then the gospel comes Mm -hmm. if we're just willing to be used. So that's it.
6: First of all, I've got to say I am a proud member of Crossroads Baptist Church because so many of you, uh, today we don't have this highlighted, and there are so many things that we do as a church that we cannot highlight, but there are missions for this community and for many of you that goes on every day, every month. We help with groceries with many. We had someone drop by this past week that we were able to assist with some personal uh, items. We help with power bills. We help with many, many other things. That's just one branch of our mission in our community. We have our women's ministry that does many things in the area of missions in this community for schools, items they take up. We have our quilts that have gone all over this world, not only in our community. We have our men's ministry. We have Sunday school classes. We have individuals that will be in a restaurant and they'll buy a meal for someone that they see. That is in the name of Jesus In the name of missions. So yes, We do our work in our community. We do our work in our local area and the upstate. And I'm proud to be a part of that. I'm also proud to be a Southern Baptist. Now, I don't agree with everything that happens sometimes in Southern Baptist life, but I would be no other. And I'm proud to be a South Carolina Baptist because in South Carolina Baptist, through the cooperative program, through the monies that you give, it helps pay for kids to go to college. We have universities in our state that our cooperative program helps. We have many other things that we do not have time to talk about today. But one of the things that I am so excited about is Those ministers and missionaries that retire, where do they go? A lot of them have given their lives and have given their all on the mission field. Not only in their living, but in a lot of times, their money. Where do they go when they need help? I'm thankful and proud as a South Carolina Baptist, we have two retirement communities that house missionaries and house pastors and pastors' wives and so forth at Bethay and the lower part of the state in Darlington area and Hartsville. And then we have right here in our backyard Martha Franks. Martha Franks was a real person that was a missionary that served some with Lottie Moon in China. Martha Franks retired. She came to her home in Lawrence. Her family had acquired some property. And God gave her a vision in her retirement. God wants me to start a retirement community for missionaries and in this area. In 1985, Martha Frank's retirement community opened. And I'm excited that through our cooperative program, Giving, we help we help sustain Martha Franks and Bethay through our additional giving. Our church gives money every month to Martha Franks for the benevolent fund. And what that is, there are pastors and missionaries that their money has run out. They don't have any. The great thing about Martha Franks is they will never turn anyone away. Because of that. So they have a benevolent fund. That our church monthly gives to. And that helps pay. What we give as a small portion. But I say all that. I would love to talk to you more. About our missions. Through South Carolina Baptist. Through our Southern Baptist. I'd love to talk to you more. But I'm proud. That we partner. With Martha Franks. And we had an opportunity several weeks ago to go down and wash cars for the residents. Now, I'm not a car washer, but neither are some of the others that were there. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, in the name of Jesus, we washed cars and we had a blast. And if you are a part of that team, if you would just stand at this time, if you are a part, thank y'all. Thank y'all for your willingness. Thank you. you may be seated. Yes, we are all about missions, and it's to his glory, not ours, that we go in the name of Jesus.
9: Um, first, I want to say that anytime you give money to Crossover Malawi, it does not go to waste. Um, Pastor Mark is over there, and he has so many things going on that I don't even know how one person can manage. Um, I think the biggest things are the clinic that serve over 25,000 people. So they have one doctor that they can pay who sees over 30 patients a day, which is crazy. And then we have the vocational school. Um, people over there don't have, like, the same education that we do. They don't have access to it. So this school... It gives students free education to learn a trade so that they can go get a job. Um, and without that school, a lot of these people turned to like, alcohol and drugs. Um, so the money you give to that vocational school, it changes a lot of people's lives. Um, and this time, we got to go to the official opening to the Global Harvest Mission School. Um, and a lot of these people receive their very first Bible. So you have all these pastors who travel all the way from Mozambique. They said it takes them three days um, to learn about God because other than that, they're just going off of stories they've heard and just their passion to open a church in their village. Um, so your money does not go to waste because these people, is changing a lot of their lives. Um, the biggest thing that affected me while I was there is... I don't feel, I know a lot of people have mentioned that they don't feel like God can use them. Um, But this time, well, last year when I went, um, I made a friend, his name is Endolipo, and he was telling me that he wanted me to talk to the young women and encourage them to get an education instead of getting married and having kids. And I've been thinking about that since last year. I'm like, who am I to go tell these people to go against their culture? Or what if they don't even have the opportunity to get an education? Um, And while I was on the plane, I was sitting next to someone, and I was telling him while I was going, and I was telling him about my worries, about who am I to tell these people. And he told me a story about how he gave some kid off the side of the road a ride one time, and who the kid apparently had no real goals or whatever, but he was telling him about all the stuff he does with science. And then that kid went on to be a doctor. So he was like, even if... You have all these people there. Somebody's going to listen, and it's going to change someone's life. So I just know God told him to tell me that. So I was like, okay, I do have a purpose, and God can use me on this trip. So I'm really glad I got to go for a second time, and I know I'm going to go back.
1: Thank you, Olivia. Uh, If Gretchen was here, I'm sure she would share about uh, the cold water showers. So I'll share about that. Uh, as she might share about the bucket showers. When we did have warm water, and our team was troopers, I'll tell you. Uh, they brought a bucket of warm water to your door, and they would, and when you heard that knock, you were like, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hot water, hot water. Uh, so we had our warm bucket showers. Uh, I, I could tell you in church family, you know me by now, I could talk for hours and hours, and we'll do that uh, over the next few weeks and months. Um, uh, remarkable trip. Uh, many people asked about our friend Joey. Uh, in every village that we went to last year. They were, where's Joey, where's Joey? So I said, maybe one day, maybe one day. <laughs> but uh, just goes to show they remember you and the, the impact uh, that he had last year and so many of our team had last year, it goes on. Uh, I'm aware of, I don't know, there may be more, but I'm aware of 63 people that gave their lives to Jesus. And praise the Lord for that. Uh, Most of those were young people. Uh, One of the things that we got to do, I'll share quickly about is we got to go to, uh, Olivia mentioned, uh, the Global Harvest School of Missions. It's where they train pastors from all over the the, uh, country of Malawi. Uh, There's no free education uh, in Malawi, especially for pastors, not even for young elementary, middle school. Uh, When you make 20 cents a day, let that sink in, 20 cents a day, uh, paying for an education's not on the priority list. It's paying for food that's on the priority list. And so uh, we were able to go to that school, uh, which you'll see in the pictures in just a minute. Last year when Joey and Gretchen and Olivia and some others were with us, we prayer walked that property and there was nothing on the property. Uh, now there are some buildings where 60 pastors are being trained. We got to preach and share with them. Um, uh, I was um, humbled because those pastors sleep in a room next door, 60 of them on the floor, concrete floor. Uh, they sleep on the floor, and then there's one shower uh, that they take turns sharing, and then they go in for the next day for Bible training all day long. So it was, uh, it was remarkable. We got to be a part of that official opening of the school, and so uh, I'll just let you watch the video and let it speak for itself this morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Don't look at your watch. <laughs> Pretend like you're in Malawi, Africa, uh, where we showed up at some of the villages at 9 o'clock, and we were still there at 4 p.m. So I'm not going to preach the message I prepared today, so don't worry. Uh, but I do want to share a couple of thoughts with you. I, I don't, actually don't think I could preach the message this morning without losing it, just to be honest. When you go to a village... Where people are singing and crying and dancing because they've been handed the Word of God and they've never had a copy. It changes the way you worship. How many of us have had a copy or have multiple copies, multiple versions, and maybe not even flipped through its pages this week? Don't raise your hand. And to see them light up when you handed them a copy. Those were pastors who've been called by God to preach and don't even have a copy of the Bible in their language. I've got to say thank you to this church. I, I, I love you guys so much. The privilege to get to go and to take people, whether it's Bennettsville or the Dominican or Martha Franks or Africa. Why do we do it? We do it because of what we just sung. The powerful, almighty name of Jesus Christ. That's why we do it. There is only one name. His name. And the people who were touched by the power of the gospel in Bennettsville, or in Africa, or the Dominican, or Martha Franks, or at your workplace, or in West Virginia... Or in Kentucky, where I think about Robbie and Jenny McMacon have been serving, and so many of you doing things throughout the summer nobody knows about but you and God. Where you have planted a seed financially, or maybe you've prayed with someone, or where you've shared the gospel or shared your testimony. God knows. Why do we do it? Why do we come together to worship on Sunday? Why in this crazy world and crazy economy are we launching out to build a building over there? It's not about the building. It's about proclaiming the name of Jesus to people who need to hear it. It still saves. Jesus does still save. So I was just kind of jotting down as the team was sharing all the teams this morning, just a few thoughts. I'm going to share them with you really quick, I promised, and we're going to pray. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord because the sermon's already been preached through what the teams have shared this morning. Here's just a few thoughts I wrote down. We can share Jesus Everywhere. Everywhere. Bennettsville, Greer, Malawi, Africa, the Dominican Republic. We can share the gospel everywhere. As a matter of fact, I think Connie mentioned this. We're actually commanded to do that. It's not optional if you're a child of God. I think one of the reasons for those of us who have participated in some of these opportunities this summer, we come back and we're fired up. Can I I just throw this out and submit this to you? Maybe one of the reasons we come back fired up is because that's actually how the Creator of the universe has wired us to function. And when we function the way God has wired us to function, it pleases not only God, yes, but it pleases us, and we get fired up, and we maybe think, well, this was just an experience, or this was just a mission trip. No, this is how God has wired you and I to operate 365 days a year, and when we operate that way, we're the most fulfilled. Because we get to share about our daddy, our heavenly father, King Jesus. And we can do that everywhere. We can do that in the workplace. We can do that in our homes. We can do that at school. I know, I shouldn't have brought that up. It's just a few days in, I know. But that's a mission field. Young people, your students that you go to school with in your classroom could care less what I have to say about Jesus. What they care about is what you have to say about Jesus. And so we all have a mission field. Wherever God has called us to do, the second thing I wrote down is, not only should we share Christ everywhere, we're on mission all the time. Not just on a mission trip. Those are great. I wholeheartedly support those, and obviously we went on several of those this summer. But we're on mission 365 days a year we're supposed to be on mission. We should never turn that off where all of a sudden I'm back from Africa, so now I go back into a different mode. And I'll just be honest with you guys, that's one of the reasons, I think I've mentioned this several times, I'm asking you, church family, hold me accountable. That is one of the reasons I try to get out of the country a couple of times a year. It reminds me, you can do it a lot of different ways, by the way, but for me, it reminds me, I am on mission as a child of God 365 days a year. That's what God has called me to do is to share the gospel 365 days a year. And as a pastor and even in church life, we get caught up with a lot of things. I'm not saying they're not important, but we get caught up with a lot of other things. But the main thing is sharing Jesus 365 days a year. The other thing that I wrote down real quickly is we all need to invest in something. We've got to share Christ everywhere. We're on mission all the time but we all are called to invest in something. One of the things that I love about our church is you guys' investment. I'll be honest, 32 years of ministry, I have never seen a church, I love you, I have never seen a church give like this church does. Praise God. I know for some of you, you're you're scraping the bottom of the bucket as you're giving. And you're wondering, God, (laughs) if I do this, You better fill this thing up. And by the way, he will. And by the way, I personally think that's the way he wants us to operate too, is because when we get to the bottom of the bucket, we realize if God Almighty doesn't show up, we're in trouble. So we've got to be willing to invest in something. I, I want to ask you this morning, part of the invitation I'm going to ask you are you willing to invest? And it's not just financially, that's a big part of it. But it's your talent, it's your time. One of my prayers for this church, you know I have several, but one of my prayers for our church is that before the end of 2023, everybody in this room will have gone on a mission trip somewhere, not to Africa necessarily, or Dominican, or internationally, but you have participated somewhere on a mission experience because God does an incredible work in your heart when that happens. I love Claire. You're right, Connie. She is spunky. She came up to me this morning, and she's making these all kinds of little stuff that she's selling. And she said, now I'm giving half of that to the building fund. I said, that's great. What's your excuse for holding back, not investing? What an example. Last thing I'd say to us that I wrote down when the team was sharing is God can use Anybody. Some of you feel like maybe what Hannah shared, you don't have anything, you don't bring anything to the table, you don't have any talent or skill, or you don't know how to talk, or you can't speak the language, or wait a minute, here it comes. Wang, wang, (laughs) wang. God can use anybody. By the way, it's not about you anyway, or about me, it's about God. He wants to use you to share the most beautiful story on the planet. What is that? What a beautiful name there is. What a beautiful name there is. What a powerful name there is. So powerful, the Bible says, that at the name of Jesus, one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess He is Lord. And we had countless people do that this summer through all these missions experiences that we know of. Many that we don't know of. Because I believe a lot of seeds are planted So here's the invitation, question for you to to ask yourself this morning. Are you ready to go? I, I think I've said this before. I wish that above our doors, maybe those doors or maybe your Sunday school, small group class door, it said you are now entering the mission field. This is our pep rally to get each other fired up to go serve Jesus. That's what worship is about. But when we go out those doors and we leave and we get in our cars and we go to our respective homes or places that we're going to go to or work or school, that's the mission field where we get the incredible opportunity to share about the most beautiful name, the most powerful name ever known in the name of Jesus Christ. So are you ready to do it? Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for what we've heard Thank you, God, for what you're doing through our church family. I am blown away. And again, God, as Joey said, there is so much more, so many other things we for lack of time this morning that are that's happening in our community, in our state, in our world, because of the people in this room. And Lord, we give you the glory for that. Thank you. Thank you, God. We get to share about the most beautiful name. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? Because Jesus, we know you still save people. You still save people. My friend, as you're there this morning in that seat and you're praying, I just want to ask you that question. Maybe you're visiting this morning. Do you know Jesus Christ? Maybe today that's why you're here. Because he loves you so much Maybe he sent you here this morning Just to be able to cry out to that name Above every name If you need to know Jesus this morning There's there's no secret formula There's nothing crazy about it It's just simply calling upon the name of the Lord And saying Lord I, I need you I'm a sinner I need you in my life And I receive your free gift Of salvation today Save me Change me Come in and be my ruler My master and I'll follow you if you need to pray that prayer this morning, then just call out to Him right there from your seat. It's not about being a church member. It's not about joining a church. Those things are important. But it's about do you know Jesus? Because He knows you. He gave His life for you. In just a minute, if you've prayed that prayer, we're going to have a... Closing song, an invitation song, give you the opportunity this morning just to come down front and just grab my hand or my friend Heath or Corey will be here and just say, you know what, today I've given my life to Jesus. And if that's you and you're willing to do that this morning, I promise you this place will celebrate like a big party because we will be so excited to know that somebody's come to know Jesus today. Maybe you've been visiting for some time and you're ready to put your roots down at this place called Crossroads. To grow deeper in your fellowship and your relationship with Jesus. If that's your decision this morning, we'll be here as well. Maybe today, after hearing all these friends share about what God's done on these places throughout the globe. From Bennettsville to Malawi, Africa. You're going, you know what? God's calling me to step out and share Jesus. Maybe at my home. Maybe at your workplace. Maybe at school. Maybe he's called you to step out and go on a trip. Somewhere in the world. To share Jesus. If that's you, we'd be down here at the front too. Just to, You may want to come down and just say, I just want somebody to pray for me, somebody to hold me accountable. This is what God said to me this morning. I pray you'd just obey and do what God has called you to do today. Father, thank you. Have your way during this service. The rest of the service is invitation time. Preach, speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look this way? In just a minute, we're going to stand and we're going to sing that song. If God spoke to your heart this morning, I want to invite you to tell somebody. Silence is a killer. If God spoke to your heart and you don't tell somebody when you leave, Satan will snuff it out. Don't, Don't let him do that. Come let us know. We'd love to pray for you this morning. Let's stand together and sing our closing song together.
0: We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. In addition, we want to invite you to check out some of the great items on our website that will help you, or you can give as a gift to a friend. Devotionals and other resources are all available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you will tune in again next week.